Good morning. May we pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you who give life and take away life, you who bring us into this world having nothing and take us out of this world without our ever being able to take anything with us of this world. Would you bless us as we gather here this morning to remember Randy, the three Randys. Lord, would you give us to ponder his life that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. For Lord, this is the service that Randy would like to have held. Lord, would you grant then, as we ponder the three Randys, that we may apply these things from Scripture to our own lives. For we ask these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to direct your attention to a passage of Scripture uh, in Galatians chapter 3. And this is beginning in verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. For as many as are under the works of the law are under the curse for it. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. May God bless the reading and the proclamation of his word. I'd like you to think with me for a moment about the three Randys. The first Randy is the Randy that I first met when I came to Alexandria in 1975. That Randy was an interesting man. That's the Randy that Gil never knew. That Randy was the man that was not happy that his family would go to church, particularly to this church. And um, he ran a store in the African-American community, and that required him to be pretty tough, and he was a pretty tough man. Randy was handy with a gun. He helped hunt down, I don't think he was part of catching him, Che Guevara, 
as one of the uh, U.S. soldiers, the paratroopers. Randy was a tough, tough man. And Randy never did anything half-heartedly. He threw his whole life into whatever he did. Well, Randy had a strange encounter. Randy came down with cancer. And that cancer shook him to the core of his being because nobody wants to die. And what happened at that point is that in the strange providence of God, he started watching television. And he happened to see the 700 Club. Now, I'm not endorsing the 700 Club, and please don't take any of this as condemning or commending any particular thing. But Randy, watching the 700 Club, received the gift of faith, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. He put his trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He believed that God would heal him. And you know what? God did heal Randy. And when that second test was given and it came back negative that he did not have cancer, Randy was a changed man. That's the second Randy. That's the Randy that I knew. Without that Randy, there would be no Grace Christian School. He was an indispensable cog in a divine machine that had many plans. So many things happened in this church that were good that without Randy they would have never happened. Amazingly, through Randy there was a prison ministry that was begun. And that prison ministry flourished for years. Through Randy there was a connection with Jim Thornton and Charles Wooster down in Jonesville. And if that had never taken place, there would have never been a Grace Christian School. And without that, there would be no gymnasium over there, no crispy, crunchy chicken that made all that possible, all those things. Randy was an indispensable cog in a divine machine. It was truly amazing. I love that Randy. Randy was... I would put, among five or six men in my life, my best friend. That's the Randy that I came to know and love. Just yesterday, uh, Sandy and I took one of our grandchildren, two of our grandchildren, out to Red Dirt. And as I walked around there, I thought about a camping trip that we had with Ben and Gil when Ben turned six. Had it not been for Randy, that would have never happened. Randy was responsible for starting feeding people on Wednesday nights here at the church. Almost everything good about this church had Randy as an indispensable cog in that divine providence. When I think about Randy, I think about Jim Thornton. Why do I think about Jim Thornton? Because Jim was a man who was an entrepreneur. One day, Jim decided he was going to start a food chain that he was going to set up and it was going to spread all over the United States and he was going to become really, really wealthy. And he called it Old Kentucky Barbecue. You ever stopped at an Old Kentucky Barbecue? No, I haven't either. It, it went belly up. Old Kentucky barbecue, barbecue doesn't sell well in most places. 
And then Jim came up with an idea for chicken. Crispy, crunchy chicken. Crispy, crunchy chicken is now a worldwide company. That was Jim Thornton's idea. Now I want to talk about the third Randy for a moment. The third Randy, and if you want to look in your Bibles, I think is found in 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. The, the third Randy. First Randy, an ornery, difficult man. And one reason Randy was ornery and difficult is that Randy had a nose for bovine scatology. That's what Bessie the cow's husband left in the field. And Randy despised hypocrisy. Randy could see through it and he could smell it a mile away. Randy was a man that when he saw it, he called it out. I'll never forget a conversation I had with Randy at Hickson Brothers Funeral Home when a, a relative of his was being buried by the late Schuyler Batson. Now, Schuyler Batson loved Jesus, and Schuyler Batson preached the gospel in his church, Emmanuel Baptist Church. But like so many people, he didn't want to offend people. And so what he did was to say all the positive things about this person and never said a single negative thing. And the impression people were left with was, well, she was a good person and that's why she's in heaven. And he came up to me. At that point, he had not yet had his cancer. At that point, he had not yet watched the 700 Club. At that point, he had not heard the message of justification by faith in Jesus Christ. At that point, he had not believed in miracles. And he came up to me and he said, kind of in a little cruder form uh, about bovine scatology, about what that preacher had said because he knew better. Well, I'm not going to do that here today. I'm going to preach to you the sermon Randy would want me to tell you. Because I've got to talk about the third Randy. That's the Randy that got mad at God. Why'd Randy get mad at God? Because Randy, let me read these scriptures to you. Bound God presumptively to bless him financially. And here's how it happened. He invested in some land. Jim Thornton said, Randy, you better sell that land. Flip it fast. Randy said no. Randy decided he was going to jump off the top of the temple. And God would take care of him because he was going to put God's name on that land. And so he named two streets, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And did, I, did God honor that? No, God did not honor it. And Randy got really mad at God. And that anger at God, that bitterness at God, affected him in the profoundest possible way. So the third Randy is not the Randy that I spent so many years with, enjoying his fellowship, amazed at his evangelism, all the other things. That Randy got mad at God. And that anger at God and that bitterness colored his life. Listen to what St. Paul says here. 
uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And let me correct that for a moment. What it literally says is a root of every kind of evil is the love of money. In other words, if you look at every kind of evil there is, you see we have all kinds of trouble. Went to that party and there was all kinds of chaos going on. It sounds like there wasn't a lot, but just a lot. In other words, not every single thing. What it's really saying is this. It's saying where there's evil in the world, human ambition to be better than other people, human ambition no longer to be ashamed of who I am and where I came from, human uh, ambition to measure up to other people's standards for me, that is a root behind every kind of evil. Every kind. Now I want you to see here, Randy wanted to be rich. Nothing wrong with being rich. Nothing wrong with being rich. But when you can't let go of it, when you can't go, let go of your ambition to be rich, when you decide you're going to make God bless you because you put His name on the land that you wanted to hold out and make a lot of money for, that will re- mess you up big time. And that's what happened to Randy. Jim Thornton told Randy, Randy, I smell barbecue. What in the world did that mean? Randy, I smell barbecue. Jim Thornton wanted to be rich, and he founded Old Kentucky Barbecue, and it went belly up, and he almost went belly up. Randy, I smell barbecue. But Randy was determined. See, there's a great difference between hearing a promise of God and believing it by faith and attempting to force God's hand like climbing up on the steeple of a church and jumping off. I've had people say to me during COVID, well, we're going to die anyhow. Why not do this and why not do that and all these other things? Well, God works through means. I'm not afraid to die, but I do take precautions. I have had COVID. I'm very glad I had it. It was very mild. But lots of people have died. God works through means. When people tell you, you don't have to worry, what do you don't believe God? And I said to people, well, let's climb up. Let's get a ladder and climb on top of the church and jump off. God works through means. And when you decide to jump off the top of the church and say, God, you promised to protect my life, you're liable to go splat. And Hickson's will come for you. So Randy was determined to be rich. And I'm going to tell you, the third Randy was a very different Randy. He never lost his love for Jesus. That is absolutely true. He never lost his love for Jesus. But that Randy was so different from the second Randy. He was not always pleasant to be around. And Randy had something happen in his life that happened in my life in 2015. As we age, we're not able to do the things we used to do. But we think we can keep on doing it. In 2015, I had a breakdown because my aging brain needed more sleep than I got. Five hours, 
sometimes three. And if you just keep missing sleep on and on and on, you know what? You're going to go nuts. And you're going to go to the nut house. And I did. So I think I know what I'm talking about. The difference in what happened to me and what happened to Randy is I didn't let bitterness stay on me. I had some bitterness I had to deal with. June 21st, 2015 was one of the most bitter days of my life. But when I let go of that bitterness, when I let go of that resentment, when I said to God, God, whatever you want to do with me, it's okay. I got healed. Seven months after I was involuntarily committed, I was released. And I was later hired by my denomination to be a pastor to pastors 11 months later. So what's the lesson in this for you? I know Randy's in heaven because I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. Jesus said of his sheep, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone ever pluck them out of my hands. Randy never lost his faith in Jesus Christ. But Randy ceased to enjoy a relationship with Jesus. Let me say it this way. There are millions of Christians in this world, probably a large number of you, who know Jesus, who love Jesus, who trust in Jesus, who believe God's Word and claim its promises, but you know what? You don't enjoy it anymore. If you don't enjoy a relationship with Jesus, something's wrong with your faith. It doesn't mean you're going to hell. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be saved. But it means that attending worship is a drudgery that you just are so glad COVID came along so now you can watch it on TV and they never know when you switch over to sports. That's the worst thing about COVID. The worst thing about COVID is people no longer attending worship. And when they no longer attend worship their love begins to grow cold. The third Randy is to me a great lesson, a lesson that I need to remember every single day of my life. And that is, am I happy? And I'm going to tell you, if I'm not happy, I'm not enjoying my relationship with Jesus. If I don't look forward to worship, to singing the praises of God, to listening to God's Word being read, to receiving the sacraments, to hearing those words said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. When that no longer excites me, I've got to ask a question. What happened to me? What happened to me? So standing before you as if I were Randy, speaking now as a Randy who is in love with Jesus all over again, who found his first love renewed and rekindled when he left this mortal frame and went to be with the Lord, absent from the body, present with the Lord. I'm going to ask you, you're happy. And if you're not happy, what's wrong? When were you happy? When did you lose your happiness? When did you lose your excitement about being a Christian? Randy was so excited about being a Christian that he witnessed to everybody he met. It was through Randy I had the privilege of baptizing his dear Jewish friend, Danny Gamberg. Wow. 
Randy shared his faith in Jesus Christ with everybody. It was contagious. It was spontaneous. And then he got mad at God. What are you mad at God over today? What's your God? You see, what happened with Randy is that the desire to be better than other people, because he always felt looked down on for whatever reason you might ponder, to be better than other people, to be accepted by the cream of the crop, that drove Randy. It drove him. It didn't drive him in the second Randy phase. What drove Randy in that was, do you know Jesus? Wow. But in the third phase, Randy became a sad and an angry man with moments of joy, moments of delight, but so often he would drift back into that. And as his brain aged, as he lost the ability to fight, what happened? That's how Randy died. He died with that sadness, with that grief, with that disappointment. But the good news, dear ones, is this. Who's calling? Oh, Lord, that's you. (laughs) The good news is this. The good news is this. Randy's happy now. Because the Beatitudes tell us, using the Greek word there, Happy are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Happy are those that mourn, for they shall be comforted, and so on. Randy now is truly beatified. He is truly blessed because he's with the Lord. And all of the sorrows of this life, and all of the quests of this life that never amounted to a hill of beans, that's all been forgotten. Randy is happy. Are you happy? If you're not happy, would you examine yourself as as I close in prayer? And would you ask God to show you where you left your happiness? I left it somewhere. It's kind of like at my age, after 53 years of marriage, Sandy and I always went, oh, where did I leave my keys? Where did I leave my glasses? Where did I leave my cell phone? Where did you leave your happiness? Would you go back to where you left it? Pick it up again by God's grace and believe the promises of God. Let's pray. Lord, I pray as I wanted to preach the sermon that Randy would have wanted preached. Reflecting on the very first time I had a substantive comment made to me at Hickson Brothers Funeral Home about the lies that were told because the whole truth wasn't told. Would you take the whole truth of the three lives of Randy and drive them home to us? And wherever we left it off, Lord, would you give us to go back by grace? And would you grant to us one more time to say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. O Lamb of God, you who take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Grant us your peace. For Jesus' sake. And before we end, I'm going to do something spontaneous, which is what I always like to do. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. Because Randy loved praise music. And this is a praise song that you all know. 
and that whether you're Catholic or Orthodox or various strands of Protestantism, you can all join in singing one stanza with me. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found was blind, but now I see.